Hello and welcome to the Subverse News Podcast. Today we are going to talk about a range of topics, starting with scientists working on generating unlimited global power through nuclear fusion, federal government to resume capital punishment after nearly two decades, ex-NSA contractor receiving punishment for a data breach, the second heat wave hitting Western Europe this month, three new studies confirming human effects on climate are unprecedented, new prosthetic technology allowing users to feel sensation, and China congratulating India's moon mission, looking forward to a joint partnership. Before we get into today's topics, make sure you follow us on Minds at subverse.minds.com, where you can find our articles, exclusive content, and our distributed newsroom. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Medium. All of those links are in the podcast description. On July 23rd, scientists working on the world's largest nuclear fusion reactor passed an important milestone on their way to completing the massive multinational project. The International Thermonuclear Experimental Reactor, or ITER, project in southern France is an experiment aiming to reach the next iteration of thermonuclear energy. Its hopes are that the project will help generate emission-free electricity in a manner that mimics that of celestial bodies. In a recent handover ceremony, scientists received an important component to seeing what they call first plasma in approximately six and a half years. The component, a cryostate base and lower cylinder, are crucial pieces of equipment that open the door to what is known as a tokamak, which will help house the magnetic field that suspends a plasma fusion core. Tokamaks utilize magnetic fields in a donut-shaped vessel designed to suspend the plasma and have it retain heat. It is crucial that the plasma does not directly touch or interact with the edges of the tokamak. Otherwise, it will stop the reaction from occurring as well as cause irreparable damage to the reactor itself. The plasma fusion core is designed to emulate power generated by celestial bodies such as stars and will contain the world's largest superconducting magnets for the magnetic field. The magnetic fields will contain plasma approximately 10 times hotter than the sun at 150 million degrees Celsius. ITER officials stated in a news release that the cryostat was manufactured by India. The ITER cryostat is 16,000 cubic meters. Its diameter and height are both almost 30 meters, and it weighs 3,850 tons. Because of its bulk, it's being fabricated in four main sections, the base, lower cylinder, upper cylinder, and top lid. The 35-nation project is designed to deliver emission-free energy to the entire world. Experts in the ITER indicate that the fusion energy may eliminate the need for fossil fuels, as well as mitigate the inherent concerns surrounding the reliability of other renewable sources. Unlike other nuclear energy, fusion would not generate dangerous radiation, which is a concern with fission nuclear energy. While the project has made significant headway with the delivery of the cryostat base, a spokeswoman for the ITER project indicated that it would still take around a decade to power the massive project stating, the date for first plasma is set, we will push the button in December 2025. It will take another 10 years until we reach full deuterium-tritium operations. While the ITER has been diligently trudging forward in their hopes of delivering fusion energy to the world, researchers are still working on ensuring that the theoretical energy can be harnessed without issue. Fusion reactors must be able to mirror the high pressure and temperatures of celestial bodies, and scientists are using AI and machine learning to predict possible disruptions that ITER may be facing during operations. Julian Cates Harbeck, a PhD candidate at Harvard University, has worked on the project through the Department of Energy Computational Science Graduate Fellowship by helping develop the artificial intelligence and machine learning algorithms that can make predictions at a rapid rate. 
The problem is that a bigger reactor has a larger volume of energy stored in the plasma, and less surface area to capture disruptions if they occur. Larger machines will be better at trapping fusion energy, but disruptions will be a much more severe problem than they are now. According to current ITER standards, the algorithm will need to be able to detect disruptions approximately 30 milliseconds before they start, and must have 95% accuracy in terms of detecting the disruptions before they occur. U.S. Attorney General William Barr has directed the Federal Bureau of Prisons to resume allowing the federal government to use capital punishment after a nearly two-decade lapse, bringing justice to victims of the most horrific crimes. The U.S. government hasn't executed a prisoner since 2003, but the Attorney General announced that five inmates will be put to death starting in December. Quote, Congress has expressly authorized the death penalty through legislation adopted by people's representatives in both parties of Congress and signed by the president, Attorney Barr said. Quote, Under administration of both parties, the Department of Justice has sought the death penalty against the worst criminals, including these five murderers, each of whom are, was convicted by a jury of his peers after a full and fair proceeding. The Justice Department upholds the rule of law, and we owe it to the victims and their families to carry forward the sentence imposed by our justice system, unquote. There are five inmates being sent to death row at the U.S. Penitentiary in Terre Haute, Indiana, between December 2019 through January 2020, including Daniel Lewis Lee, Lesbin Mitchell, Wesley Ira Perkey, Alfred Bourgeois, and Dustin Lee Honkin all of whom were convicted of murder charges. William Barr said in a statement, Under administrations of both parties, the Department of Justice has sought the death penalty against the worst criminals. The Justice Department upholds the rule of law, and we owe it to the victims and their families to carry forward the sentence imposed by our justice system. Unquote. He added he changed the three-drug procedure used for federal executions to pentobarbital, since the previous procedure had many botched executions and led to lawsuits. Barr failed to mention why the Trump administration decided to reinstate executions, but the Justice Department filed a notice last week in a case to move forward with the drug Pempobarbital. President Trump has supported the death penalty for some time, claiming drug dealers should be executed during a speech last year in New Hampshire. Many Democrats criticized the decision, including California Senator Kamala Harris, who called capital punishment, quote, immoral and deeply flawed, unquote. With pressure building to replace capital punishment with life in prison, 21 states have outlawed the death penalty. Some civil rights groups have brought up the racial disparity among inmates on death row, arguing capital punishment was disproportionate towards black men. Advocates have also argued against state and federal governments that the practice is inhumane since botched executions where the drugs used were ineffective and caused severe suffering before death occurred. The Supreme Court ended last month and featured several clashes debating if inmates can challenge the use of chemicals used in lethal injections on the grounds that they can cause intense pain. Back in 2015, the Supreme Court examined if lethal injection was unconstitutionally cruel. The justices upheld the use of lethal injection, but in a dissent, Justice Breyer urged the Supreme Court to re-examine the constitutionality of the death penalty. A former national security advisor contractor was sentenced to nine years in prison on July 19th when he was found guilty for massive theft and breach of security of classified government documents. 
Harold T. Martin III was already incarcerated for three years when his home in Maryland was raided by the FBI. Martin was found guilty of leaking a large cache of hacking tools from the NSA and offering it online to a hacker group known as the Shadow Brokers. In 2016, Martin reached out to Kaspersky Lab, a Russian cybersecurity company requesting a meeting. He stated that he had time-sensitive information. Within the hour, the shadow brokers dumped a cache of sensitive material, which prompted the FBI to issue a search warrant on Martin's residence. FBI agents were astonished when they found 50 terabytes of classified NSA, CIA, and U.S. Cyber Command material relating to hacking in Martin's home, the result of over 20 years of NSA data gathering. 50 terabytes of data is equivalent to 500 million pages of material. The material contained intelligence that detailed U.S. tactics regarding foreign cyber issues as well as strategies to mitigate foreign cyber intrusion techniques. Martin worked for Booz Allen Hamilton Holding Corporation in 2016 before his incarceration, a company that also employed Edward Snowden, who released a large cache of classified material to the media in 2013. The documents revealed the magnitude of domestic and international surveillance conducted by the NSA. Standing before the U.S. District Judge Richard D. Bennett, Martin apologized, saying he realized what he did was wrong. Martin stated, The manner and method of my approach was unorthodox, unconventional, uncanny, but also unauthorized, illegal, and plain wrong. One step beyond black. Please do not copy this. It is not the easy or correct path. I took shortcuts, went backwards, sideways, and around things, crossing major borders and boundaries. It is not good. It is very, very bad. John Demers, the Assistant Attorney General for National Security, condemned Martin's actions, stating, Instead of respecting the trust given to him by the American people, Martin violated that trust and put our nation's security at risk. This sentence will hold Mr. Martin accountable for his dangerous and unlawful actions. Data leaks from the NSA is not a new issue. The agency declined any comment about the Martin case. A spokesperson for the NSA did issue a statement with NextGov regarding how the organization handles data, stating, any organization that has sensitive data faces insider threat risk. While the risk can never be completely eliminated, NSA and the intelligence community, as well as industry partners, have enhanced security postures to mitigate these threats. Martin offered insight into where the danger lies in terms of intelligence gathering organizations, stating, Your worst enemy, after the usual suspects, is some of our own. Loose lips sink ships, then as now. While Martin may have been sentenced for nine additional years, Judge Bennett stated that Martin will receive credit for the three years he has already served. European records were set for the second time this summer as temperatures reached the hundreds in Germany, Belgium, the Netherlands, and France. The Dutch national temperature record was broken on Thursday, with thermometers showing 40.4 degrees Celsius, which is 104 degrees Fahrenheit, in Belgium, the Royal Meteorological Institute, KMI-RMI, said the temperature at Klein-Brogel reached 40.6 degrees Celsius, which is 105 degrees Fahrenheit. According to The Guardian, the previous records in both countries dated back to the 1940s. This is the highest recorded temperature for Belgium in history since the beginning of measurements in 1833, said the KMI-RMI's Alex de Walke. In Lingen, Germany, the temperature reached 41.5 degrees Celsius, 106 degrees Fahrenheit, the first time a temperature above 41 degrees Celsius has ever been recorded. Meteo France said at Paris Montessori station, the temperature surpassed the previous high of 40.4 degrees Celsius, set in July 1947, 
and reached 42.6 degrees Celsius, 108 degrees Fahrenheit. Germany's National Weather Service told The Guardian the mass of scorching air was hanging like a bell over an area stretching from the central Mediterranean to Scandinavia, squeezed between low-pressure zones over western Russia and the eastern Atlantic. What makes these heat waves particularly worrying is how unprepared the regions are for this level of heat, as air conditioning is not particularly common in public buildings and homes across temperate Europe, nor is it widespread on transportation systems. Fewer than 5% of all European households have been air-conditioned according to a 2017 study. That means coping with sweltering temperatures takes some creativity. Authorities have activated emergency plans that include setting up public cooling rooms and extending hours at swimming pools and parks. Researchers at a climate change and extreme events conference are convinced that human-induced climate change is largely responsible for the latest heat waves. The BBC spoke with members of the World Weather Attribution Group who were analyzing the link between man-made climate change and the current heat waves. The researchers compared the observations of temperatures recorded during the month of June with climate models that can show how the world would be without the human influence on the climate. They found that over France, the probability of having a heat wave had increased by at least a factor of five. However, the researchers say that this influence could be much higher still, by a factor of 100 or more. We are very confident that this lower boundary of factor 5 is valid, but we are not confident we can say much more than that, said Dr. Gert Jan van Oldenburg, senior researcher at Royal Netherlands Meteorological Institute. The heat isn't just putting people in danger. Reuters found that the hot air that smashed European weather records this week looks set to move towards Greenland and could cause record melting of the world's second largest ice sheet. Claire Nullis, spokeswoman for the UN World Meteorological Organization, said the hot air moving up from North Africa had not merely broken European temperature records on Thursday, but surpassed them by 2 to 4 degrees Celsius, which she described as absolutely incredible. This will result in high temperatures and consequently enhanced melting of the Greenland ice sheets, she said. We don't know yet whether it will beat the 2012 level, but it's close. The Greenland ice sheet covers 80% of the island and has developed over many thousands of years with layers of snow compressed into ice. Nulis said, interestingly, frequent and intense heat waves are linked to man-made climate change. The debate regarding whether climate change is caused by human activity or is a natural repeating occurrence just heated up. Three studies published this week in the journal Nature and Nature Geoscience claim to prove that the current global increase in temperature is unprecedented. According to NASA, the scientific consensus is that observations throughout the world make it clear that climate change is occurring and rigorous scientific research demonstrates that the greenhouse gases emitted by human activities are the primary driver. 
The study published in Nature found that the warmest period of the past two millennia occurred during the 20th century for more than 98% of the globe. This provides strong evidence that anthropogenic global warming is not only unparalleled in terms of absolute temperatures, but also unprecedented in the spatial consistency within the context of the past 2,000 years. This suggests that the current warming of 2 degrees Fahrenheit per year isn't just another naturally occurring shift in Earth's climate. In commentary about the new papers, Scott St. George, a physical geographer at the University of Minnesota in Minneapolis, wrote the familiar maxim that the climate is always changing is certainly true, but even when we push our perspective back to the earliest days of the Roman Empire, we cannot discern any event that is remotely equivalent either in degree or extent, to the warming over of the past few decades. Today's climate stands apart in torrid global synchrony. The second study published in Nature Geoscience concluded another explanation for the past fluctuations is likely due to volcanic eruptions. All eruptions were followed by substantial drops of summer temperature over the northern hemisphere land areas. In addition to the direct radiative effect which lasts two to three years, the simulated ocean atmosphere heat exchange sustained cooling for several years after these eruptions, which affected the slow components of the climate system. This has become particularly pronounced since the late 20th century. The third study notes that the temperature increased over two decades or longer and have been the most rapid in the past two millennia. According to NBC Mach, one of the teams led by Raphael Newcomb a postdoctoral researcher at University of Bern's Institute of Geography in Switzerland, analyzed 2,000 years' worth of climate data. In the absence of direct temperature information, thermometer measurements were scarce, but before the middle of the 19th century, the scientists looked at data on old tree growth rings, layers of glacier ice, and the remnants of coral whose layers have different chemical compositions depending on the temperature of the seawater. According to Reuters, Mark Maslin, professor of climatology at University College London, said the paper should finally stop climate deniers claiming that the recent observed coherent global warming is part of a natural cycle. Stefan Broninman, one of the authors of the University of Bern and the Pages 2K Consortium of Climate Scientists, told The Guardian, there is no doubt left, as has been shown extensively in many other studies addressing many different aspects of climate system using different methods and data sets. Despite what looks to be complete agreement across the scientific community, there are still a small number of scientists resisting the findings. On January 14th, the Helsinki Times published an article saying a Finnish research team suggests that even though observed changes in the climate are real, the effects of human activity on these changes are insignificant. The team suggests that the idea of man-made climate change is a mere miscalculation or skewing the formulas by the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. An alternate theory cited in the article from a Japanese-led research team from Kobe reads, when galactic cosmic rays increased during Earth's last geomagnetic reversal transition 780,000 years ago, the umbrella effect of low cloud cover led to high atmospheric pressure in Siberia, causing the East Asian winter monsoon to become stronger. This is evidence that galactic cosmic rays influence changes in the Earth's climate. In collaboration with several institutions, scientists at the University of Utah have created a prosthetic technology that allows its user to feel sensations again. 
Lead author Gregory Clark worked with Kevin Walgamot, who lost his hand and part of his arm in an accident 15 years ago. According to The Mirror, using a prosthetic dubbed Luke, Walgamot plucked grapes without crushing them, peeled a banana, and even sent text. The estate agent could also pick up an egg without breaking it, hold his wife's hand, and put on his wedding ring. An integral part of the prosthetics design is the interface called the Utah Slant Electrode Array, USEA. Clark spoke to Gizmodo saying, The USEA provides an interface between a prosthetic hand and the user's remaining sensory and motor nerves in their arm. These nerves and the person's own thoughts then help operate the device. According to Gizmodo, Walgamot was implanted with the USEA, which was connected to an advanced prosthetic arm developed by the company DECA and named Luke in honor of the prosthesis that Luke Skywalker donned in the Star Wars series. Then, over the course of 14 months, Walgamot traveled to the university to test out the arm in their lab. In experiments, Kevin was able to report the size, texture, and type of different objects even while blindfolded and wearing headphones. He was able to feel up the 119 perceptions ranging from pressure to vibration. He could identify and handle objects faster and more accurately than any other system of its kind. In addition to this development, research out of the National University of Singapore has developed an electronic skin. The skin is called the Asynchronous Coded Electric Skin, ACES, and the National University of Singapore press release described how the electronic nervous system detects signals like the human sensor nervous system. Unlike nerve bundles in the human skin, it is made up of a network of sensors connected via a single electrical conductor. It is also unlike existing electronic skins which have interlinked wiring systems that can make them sensitive to damage and difficult to scale up. The NUS reported that ACEs can detect touches more than a thousand times faster than the human sensory nervous system. For example, it is capable of differentiating physical contact between different sensors in less than 60 nanoseconds, the fastest ever achieved for an electronic skin technology, even with large number of sensors. ACEs enabled skin can also accurately identify the shape, texture, and hardness of objects within 10 milliseconds, 10 times faster than the blink of an eye. This is enabled by the high fidelity and capture speed of the ASUS's system. A creative tech company engineered a DIY prosthetic Nerf gun. Valentin Scrivello of Hackerloop used a combination of custom 3D printed parts, naked electronics, some electromyography sensors to detect muscle movements, and a Nerf swarm fire blaster. You could think it's not the first problem to solve for people with disabilities, but in fact, being able to have fun with your friends with these wonderful toys is also a real game changer, the Hacker Loop team says. One day after India successfully launched its Chandrayaan-2 moon mission, China claimed its space program is ready to team up with India's to explore the moon. Foreign Ministry spokesperson Hua Chunying told a press briefing in Beijing, quote, we are ready to join forces with India and other countries to carry out lunar explorations, adding that it is, quote, a shared mission of mankind, end quote, to find out more about the moon and beyond. China praised the Indian launch, offering hopes to improve ties between the two eastern powers. Wu Weiren, chief of China's lunar exploration program, 
wished India's moon's landing success despite previous delays, according to the Global Times. International efforts to explore the moon motivates China to move forward. But Wu said China's space program doesn't necessarily intend to, quote, compete with anyone over the matter, unquote. The Chandrayaan-2 mission so far has gone off without a hitch. The spacecraft will spend 23 days orbiting Earth, gradually rising its altitude on one side of an elliptical orbit around the planet. If the mission goes as planned, India will be the fourth country to safely land on the moon's surface, joining the U.S., USSR, and China. China's moon mission launched back in December, Chang'e 4, touched down on the moon's Aitken Basin, to explore the region's geology, take pictures, and conduct experiments. Dr. Kai-Ue Shrogel, president of the International Institute of Space Law, told RT that preparing for joint missions in space is a very complicated undertaking, adding the Chinese proposal is more diplomatic than concrete. Quote, when you have strains in relations, you look for areas which are open for cooperation. One is culture, the other is science, Shrogel said. Quote, I think it's a logical move from China if they want to have better relations with India that they propose activities in those fields, unquote. Many believe a partnership to explore the moon would bridge the two powers to repair damaged ties during a long-running geopolitical rivalry. Both have unresolved land disputes along their 2,175-mile-long border that caused the occasional clash. The offer from Beijing to work cooperatively with New Delhi to enhance space exploration of the moon and beyond could possibly reinforce bilateral relations between the countries. But according to analysts from RT, they want to foster an international initiative to counter Washington's ambitions to explore this frontier. Sharing technology and cooperation could help these two countries to compete with the U.S., which has plans for space dominance. Bruce Gagdon, coordinator of with the Global Network Against Weapons and Nuclear Power in Space said, quote, both China and India could also be interested in working together in order to preempt the U.S., who also intends to travel back to the moon again very soon. The U.S. wishes to establish a base on the moon, which it could use to exclude others. Gagnon also notes that international cooperation in space is important to help stave off militarization of our surrounding space. He cites the UN's Outer Space and Moon Treaty, which states, quote, planetary bodies are the province of all mankind, unquote. Thanks for listening. If you want to find more content, head over to subverse.minds.com to find articles, videos, and join our public newsroom where you can discuss topics and ideas, as well as share articles. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Medium, where we regularly post our content and receive feedback from our valued listeners like you. Our videos and articles can now be found in podcast form on Spotify, the Apple Store, Stitcher, and Anchor. If you'd like to support our work, you can donate to our PayPal, Patreon, or Subscribestar. You can also get Subverse gear at our Teespring shop. All of those links are in the description. Stay tuned for more content every weekday, and we'll see you next time.